0: Welcome back to another episode of Talking Shop. I'm your host, Gary Punnick, and today I'm joined by V89's Howie Berg, and we will be going over FSU Baseball's big win against the Florida Gators on Tuesday night, along with FSU men's and women's basketball as they get ready for their runs in the NCAA tournament coming on later on this month. Let's jump right into it. Welcome back to an episode of Talking Shop. This time, just got Howie back with me. I know, Well, you've been on two out of the last three episodes, I I, I was
1: on the one with uh, Anthony, and we had a good mm-hmm. time, good talk about uh, all, all FSU sports. So I'm here. We're, we're going to talk a lot about basketball, some baseball, so I'm super excited.
0: Yeah, and that is Howie Burke from V89 joining me for this episode. And we're going to start right off the top with a huge win for FSU huge, baseball. Huge. Something that they haven't done since 2016, 11 games to be exact. They beat the Florida Gators, and in Gainesville, by yeah. the score of 2-0 last night, and that was a shock to say the least.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I agree with you. That I think that's just a huge win for FSU baseball, you know, a huge confidence booster. Um, Velez pitched the ball well, I mean, pitching staff was great that game, uh, Albert had an RBI single, and then Nander with the sack fly in the eighth, but, I mean, pitching, defense, that, that, that wins games, so...
0: And the pitching obviously is the biggest part of this night because it's the perfect way that a coach imagines a midweek game. Right. Only use two pitchers. Antonio Velez went six innings, one hit, no runs, two walks, seven Ks. Then puts in freshman Parker Messick. Messick goes three innings, two hits, seven Ks, no walks. Yeah. It's a phenomenal night. It's exactly how players would, or coaches would draw it up, especially when. You have a second midweek game on Wednesday night against Illinois State. Right. So really doing a great job of conserving arms in this game.
1: Yeah, and I know you love Parker Messick more mm-hmm. than almost anyone on this FSU campus, but he absolutely shoved last night. Oh, my goodness. Three innings, seven Ks. That's Josh Hader stuff right there. <laughs> I mean, he he looked good. I, I saw a video of him striking out a guy and just getting absolutely fired up. And, I mean, that beating that uh, in-state rival, that's huge. <clears throat> Total confidence booster for this FSU club who who lost two of three to Duke the series before.
0: Yeah, and that was a tough weekend up in Durham. They were they got outplayed. The pitching was there the, all weekend, but the bats just couldn't get going at the right time. They lost to Duke two one four to three, and then later beat Duke ten to two in the Sunday matchup. So they got the bats on the right track going right. into this week, but still the bats didn't need to necessarily be there tonight, and that was something a bit relieving.
1: Right. Yeah, and that, and I think that that final game of the duke series was huge putting up 10 runs you know just getting that because baseball it's, it's a lot about confidence and and the mental aspect so i, I think that's confidence boost of putting up 10 it's a good duke team um you know kind of moved into the florida game and hopefully kind of sets the tone for the rest of the season
0: and now this game i know we're going to talk a lot about the positives of this one but there were some negatives that i could point out there was a lot of runners left on base oh yeah 12 to be exact in this one and that's something you just can't have happen especially when you're playing such a team that is the quality of Florida right now who is the number one team as of right now might not be the number one team by next week but when you're leaving 12 runners on base and you get nine hits and five, two walks and you get a couple other hit by pitches that really hurts because you're only scoring two runs and you got you may have gotten lucky this time and you may have uh, had a really two really good pitching outings by Mexican Velez and that might not happen next time when we meet up with the Gators, maybe that's in Jacksonville or back here in Tallahassee. So it's just better you got they gotta be better with situational hitting. Right, right. And I was
1: just gonna bring up the situational hitting, you know, moving the runner over and sack flies like like bunts and, and sack bunts and stuff like that, that's that's huge. And I know I saw Brett's, I saw Brett's
0: oh, tweet. Oh, no, Brett, yeah, Brett does not like bunting. <laughs> I like bunting, to be exact. But the one, like, I don't like bad bunting. Right. That's right. my thing. And that's what there was a, a fair amount of last night, because I remember there was a sequence, I believe it was, I think it was Cabell, and then, or no, it was, shoot, it was either, I think it was Dylan Simmons and then Nander DeSaitis. Mm-hmm. It was early on in the game, I think, like, second or third inning. DeSantis goes to show bunt or no Carter Smith shows or not sorry Dylan Simmons shows bunt twice does not get both of those bunts down right. both are strike both are called strikes because he was that. chasing ball he was chasing yeah. balls in the dirt and still showing bunts so and then later on the next at-bat to well he well, Simmons ends up getting out DeSantis comes up he fails to convert on two bunt attempts too so those two bunts that you have there when you had two runners on in that situation are detrimental
1: right and, and you know this Florida State baseball team it's it's not gonna kill you with their power they're not going to kill you with, the, with their amazing the the, the lineup mm-hmm. so it's the little things it's the situational hitting it's the bunting You've got to get the bunts down I mean that gosh if I didn't get a bunt down in, in travel ball I'd be I'd be <laughs> running for the rest of the day but yeah it, it's the little things it's it's moving the runners over first and third you know putting the ball on the ground on the right side man on second you put the ball on the right side that that's just what you do mm-hmm. less than two outs you do that move the run to the third, got to get the bunts down. And it's the little things that can help this Florida State baseball team because we rely so heavily on the pitching, but you know, the, the lineup uh, struggles at times. So you got to do those stuff. Those exactly, exactly. And there was
0: another situation. I think it was exactly the same inning as well. To um, It was or sorry, Tyler Martin. They had two runners on again, and he swings, I think it was the first pitch. He flies out to left, left center. And, you can't have that when you got one out. Right. You just you cannot work the
1: count. You well,
0: gotta, no, 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 not even that. You can fly out when you got an out is one or, or no or one outs, but it's got to be to the right side of the field. Right. You got to be able to give a chance to get the runner on second over to third, and that's just something like yes, you can have those errors where maybe a fly ball out, but you got to be able to get it on the right side of right. the field.
1: And it's it's a lot easier said than done. Yeah, I mean you you're going up there. If you're the hitter, you know I, I want to get a hit. I don't want to just. Hit a dinker to the right side to move the runner. You got to, be you got to be the team player. And I, I, I think uh, Mike Martin Jr. knows that, and I think he relayed that message to the team, or is still relaying that message to the team.
0: Yeah, it's going to be something that it takes a while to get down. I mean, that's that all that stuff never is perfect every game to game. We know that as right. baseball players ourselves, because yeah. every coach, every time somebody's going to mess up on it, right. it's not going to be like a perfect. It's not going to be like a field goal every time right. in football where. You're pretty much guaranteed three points from a certain amount in. Agreed. But it's a little bit different, and it's stuff that just has to be more consistent. We're not asking for perfection. We're just asking mm-hmm. for consistency when it comes to that sort Agreed. of thing. But other than that, it was a solid game I mean, from they FSU. they got the win. They yeah, got the win. That's all that mattered. You know, right? the in-state <laughs> rival,
1: it's huge confidence booster, as I said before. So looking forward to watching FSU baseball. The rest of the season.
0: Yeah, and they will be taking on. I know we're recording this on Wednesday afternoon. They're actually going to be playing Illinois State at six p.m. in Tallahassee, and then later on this week, they got a. I, I'd say there's a pretty good series coming up. Georgia Tech, the Yellow Jackets, are coming to Tallahassee, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, six p.m. on Friday, six p.m. on Saturday, and one o'clock on Sunday. So really good games, and Georgia Tech was a solid team last year. Georgia Tech, I believe they were a top. They were a uh, top eight seed top eight-seeded team for the NCAA tournament last year hosted were supposed to hold host a super regional but ended up getting knocked out in their own regional round in Atlanta so they're uh, they're hungry this year to get back at their chance at Omaha FSU might have a little bit of a revenge game kind of because if you know this James Ramsey former FSU baseball I'd call him a legend I know he's one of the better players I've seen play at Florida State he was the hitting coach last year in the fall Okay. And then just before the spring started, he took up the hitting coach job at Georgia Tech. So James Ramsey, James Ramsey, James Ramsey's revenge coming back game. to town. So <laughs> is it either revenge game for him or revenge game for us for yeah. Florida State? So yeah. it's going to be a fun weekend. And then after that, the Seminoles will be heading on down to Orlando, uh, March seventeenth and eighteenth, for a two-game set in uh, the cent- in the central part of the state against the Knights. So a lot of good baseball coming up. Hopefully, it all stays on track for being played as scheduled. I know there's obviously concerns of coronavirus and all that. We don't want to get too much into that talk because we know nothing. We're just college students. We're just gonna. We're just gonna stick to what we know, and that is FSU sports. Yes. So let's move on (laughs) to another team that's been playing pretty well, starting to find their stroke, and starting to get a little bit better now as we get into tournament time, and that's FSU women's basketball. Right. They had a really solid showing in the ACA ACC tournament. I don't know what the heck I was about to say there, but the ACC tournament. They took down Wake Forest, who was a number 13 seed. They beat them 76 to 47, pretty easy game. Nothing really to write back to there. I think FSU was expected to win that game by a right. fair margin.
1: Well, I mean, one of the biggest things out of that game was Courtney Weber mm-hmm. uh, scoring 15 points. And the last time I was on the show, we we talked about FSU FSU women's basketball <clears throat> and and what can hurt them as a team. And I said, you know, we we know Kaya, we know Nikki Okomo, we know Naja Wolf Wolford. Uh, it, it's it's that fourth. It's that fourth piece. You know, mm-hmm. what happens if one of those big three, they, they don't show up or they have a bad game, which is bound to happen because that's just sports, but FSU needs to find a fourth option that can consistently score for them. And, and you know, we need another, per- they need another person to rely on mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. No, so
0: I agree with that completely. And if you, uh, if you go back, if anyone wants to go back and listen to, we had uh Ariam on, former V89 alumni, former host of Tomahawk Talk. And current uh, play-by-play guy for FSU women's basketball, so he came on to our show uh, this past Monday, gave a great interview, talked about what this team's going to need to be doing heading into tournament time and the re- the big the big dance, and he really emphasized that sort of thing. It's right. all about the players outside of Kai that's Gillespie, cool. Nasual for and those that big three there. So you're going to really need to see them step up, and that's one thing that's really hurt their consistency is when those big three haven't showed up it kind of all crumbles a little bit because then they then Sammy Puesis tries to do much then uh all the other uh players yeah Morgan Jones all these other players they try to do too much and that's good that means they want to be there and they want to contribute but like ultimately at the end of the day they're not the best players on this team we Florida State has their best three
1: and they have to be
0: there every game
1: right yeah and and I mean, we, we could emphasize this as much as possible, but that that's going to be the biggest problem moving forward for this FSU team. We'll go they'll go as far as as that big 3 takes them hopefully. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Same Sammy Puisis, Courtney Weber and maybe even Morgan Jones shows up in the tournament, make a deep run for the FSU Seminoles.
0: And considering and talking about their deep run in this ACC tournament, they also took down the number 1 seed right. Louisville Cardinals 62 to 60. And I believe that wasn't the first time they've beaten them this season. No. They actually beat them sixty seven to fifty nine in Louisville earlier this season in February. FSU so has Louisville's
1: number in in, in men's, men's and, women's. and
0: women's. Exactly. I think it's safe to say that Florida State owns the city of Louisville <laughs> yes. in Kentucky. It might yes. they might have to rebrand the Kentucky rivalry to Kentucky and Florida State rather than right. Louisville and Kentucky. Right. So but they ended up taking down Kentucky or Louisville, which was a huge win and yeah. a huge boost for their stock in the NCAA tournament. Right now, I believe they're seated at a five according to Charlie Cream's uh, ranking or uh, Bracketology on ESPN. Right now, they're slotted to play Rice. I believe uh, the way I'm reading it, it's either Rice or the CUSA champion for the conference. So I'd say it's a favorable matchup. Granted, it's possibly in Iowa City. It's mm-hmm. not going to be in Tallahassee. They're not going to be hosting. A tour- the first two rounds of the tournament this year, but it's a significant boost for this team. Right. They're going to have a decent opponent to come into with, and <clears throat> this g- and games like this against Louisville, where they can show that they can hang with the best, one of the best teams in the nation. They can. They, can, they
1: definitely can. We, it certainly helps that confidence. I mean, we we've watched all season long. They they've beaten good teams. They mm-hmm. they, they stick around with good team with good teams. And I think, I mean, the tournament it's it's so hit or miss. Where you don't know who who's going to show up, so it, it's just good to see FSU women's basketball, you know, being in those games because those tournament games can go either way, and it, it's just important to be able to, to to show up in that moment against those big teams.
0: Exactly, and the three players who showed up in that game against Louisville, no I think you could pretty much guess at this point. Yeah. I don't even know if I had to say it, but Kai Gillespie, Nikki Kamu, and Najah Wilfork all all had fourteen plus points. Yeah, so. That's huge when you can have three players putting up 45 points pretty right. much a game. So that's a significant boost, and that's why they were ultimately able to take down the Cardinals in uh, the second round of the tournament, or in the second game that they played in that tournament. It wasn't the second round. But later on, we get into the ACC championship game this past Sunday, which I know is 71-66. to 66. NC State ends up defeating FSU for the ACC tournament title. And I know the score, it shows a four-point win, for Louisville, but this game was a yeah, lot, a lot. It was extremely tight throughout the whole way through, and so I w- I was proud of the way they performed. I know there was a few calls that were a bit weird towards the end. I know there was a weird jump call, a jump ball call, an FSU. I can't remember who it was dove on the ground, got the ball and passed it out, and the ref immediately calls a jump ball. Yeah, even though a Louisville player put their hand on the ball for a second, didn't even get two, didn't get like into like a tussle with anyone on FSU, but. Just merely touched the ball, and the immediately possession was given to NC State because they had the possession arrow right. there going their way, and so that may have been a reason why FSU got screwed out of a win here. And I won't say that's the main reason, but it could be a factor.
1: I mean, the, the refs given they take, but yeah. But overall, FSU played played well throughout this game. I mean, there were 12, about I think twelve lead changes, nine times the game was tied, and, and even even being in that ACC championship game was was huge confidence booster uh great great start to uh you know rolling into march madness and and, you know having that confidence and and they can stick around with the best of the best as we already said and you know i'm excited to watch them in the tournament and and see what they could do see see if they have a deep run in them
0: yeah and i feel like they it's this team's gonna be so weird it's either gonna be a first or second round exit or an elite eight yeah this team has possibilities. the possibilities are endless for this team Grant, I don't know if a Final Four or a championship game is possible because Just the way because that this, th-
1: the elite the, of the elite, are, they're they're yeah. different. They're different. Like beast. <laughs> the
0: Oregon, South Carolina, yeah. Baylor's of the world. Those teams
1: are out of this world. Right. But they're again, crazy. it's it's the tournament. It's whoever gets hot for for the whole tournament, and you, know, you never know. Yeah. You never. Every, know yeah. Sometimes you
0: can get hot, and that's all that that's all that matters. I mean, look at like in the men's and women's tournament it can happen anywhere you look like there's every time every every year you're going to get someone and right. i know Aria, once again Aria talked about this on the show mm-hmm. he said it's the women's tournament isn't as volatile in the sense where like team like you'll get the 16 right. one upset right. but like but it's there's still a chance and grand fsu's only projected to be a 5 seed so it's not like they're that big of an underdog but it's still when you look at tournaments and even men's and women's a 5 seed making a final four is highly is crazy yeah like i think was it syracuse the men's team a few years ago i think when they, they made did it as a men's six. and women's mm-hmm. in, in the same year which was cool exactly and i think their men's team was a six seed when yeah. they made that tournament so and that was a shocker because you rarely see anyone above like a three right. maybe a four make it in there so <clears throat> i don't know would do you have an idea do you are you do you believe right now what uh charlie cream is putting out on uh espn these? Do you like where they're at right now, sitting at a five seed, playing Rice, and then possibly either Iowa or IUPUI in the next right. round?
1: I mean, we both know how well they can be, so I don't agree with the f- the fifth seed. But uh, I'm just excited to watch them, and and hopefully they they do FSU proud and 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 make us proud. Have fun watching them, and they've just been a, a thrill to watch all mm-hmm. year. You know, watching that big three and all all the seniors and. I was at the Notre the last their last home game mm-hmm. for Senior Day and it it was just a great time you know watching those three just doing what they love and doing what what makes FSU proud I have loved to watch so I'm excited for this tournament for them
0: yeah it should be a good time and I I believe that the the ranking the project, projections pretty much right I mean you can't say about yeah you can't make a projection off of potential how you think, exactly yeah, exactly how think they can play right it's how they did play this course, past season and course. they did play. A five worth of a or worthy of a five seed right. right now because of the way they finished out this half of the new year. Once it got to twenty twenty, this team got shaky. Yeah. This team got a bit concerned. I got a bit concerned about this team because when we started this year, I was way more concerned about FSU men's basketball. Right. I did no. not <laughs> think FSU men's basketball was going to be where they are now. We'll get to them shortly, but this women's team has kind of just gotten a bit shaky. And granted, I know we all know what their potential is and where they can be. It's just a matter of if they are going to play up to that standard. So, I think we've touched on all that we need to for women's uh, tournament. We'll get on it more next week when we actually know the bracket and we know who they'll be playing and when they'll be playing and where they'll be playing. We're gonna have a big tournament preview episode for the NCAA, both men's and women's, next week. So, stay tuned for that one. We'll figure out when and where we're gonna be recording that one because who knows? It'll be spring break anyways for us. So, it'll be a fun one for sure. But let's jump over to the men's side now, and. Wow. Saturday, I don't know if you were,
1: were you there Saturday? No, I, I wasn't at the game Saturday. I, I wish I was. I didn't get a ticket. People were selling them. I didn't, no one wanted to sell me one, so. It's a tough, it's a tough break. Well, I'm a senior. I don't even go to my, I can't even get to my own senior day. Me and Trent's senior day, you know. Yeah, you we, and Trent. Yeah, senior we, day. Me, yeah, me, Trent, and Don holding up our holding up our jerseys. Yeah, exactly. But it sucked. I wasn't there. I watched it on TV. It, I mean, the game itself.
0: Not the best game. Not, I mean, not it was, the most it was, okay. exciting. Yeah, not the most exciting. Like early on, it was really exciting. Right. But like once it kind of got to like midway through the first half, early yeah. on in the second, and later on in the second, it's like, okay, this one's pretty yeah. much locked up.
1: But but regardless, it was still good to see them, you know, go out do the do their business, and and even get some of the guys that that don't even don't score that much like Dom and and Ball. So they combined for what thirty? Yeah, they showed 30, up thirty one and played very I well. I mean, if that's what we're going to see from at least balsa from years on end i mean that that's a great sign for fsu they combine the, the future
0: dom the big men dom and uh balsha combined for 29 points right good balsha went six for six from field goal range so great he had a great night i mean he right. went 50 percent from the charity strike but still i mean you can change that that's something that could be fixed but six for six
1: right. solid night down and low in the post I, i've been following balsa since since he committed uh Last year, and I watched some of his high school te- tapes. And he is—he is not the conventional, traditional big man. He—he he can shoot the ball. He can put the ball on the floor. Of course, that's high school tape compared mm-hmm. to college. But you know that potential, and and he's starting to come into his own. And he—he he does need to beef up a little more. He needs to hit the weight room. He's a little—he's a little small, and and he will get bullied in, in the NCAA. But I'm excited to see what he can do. And Dom has looked great recently he started to show up he started to play a bit more he started
0: to look a bit more comfortable playing right. in the ACC now I know he played in the SEC with Ole Miss, Ole Miss last yeah. year and previous years but yeah he started to find that because like he hasn't been he's kind of been struggling for the most part this year he hasn't been that great of a ball player like and that's one thing that's been concerning we we're all hoping like oh this is a pretty good transfer but he's only been averaging 4.2 points a game 2.3 rebounds and so that's like yeah, come on, you need a little bit more right. out of a guy off the bench when this team this Florida State team is all based on the
1: bench. Right. And I agree. And and we have been fortunate enough to watch great pretty good big yeah, men we, come through FSU. Florida State's been spoiled. Especially <laughs> defensively. Yeah. Um with with Fee and Kumaji and Ojo and and those guys. But these big men aren't the defensive weapons that we've had in the past. <laughs> so you know, seeing our team go from the rebounding, blocking team to the uh, more of the guard guard defense, and even mm-hmm. even Pat Williams kind of plays as FSU's big man with they all the stretch, shot blocks. Yeah, but they can still stretch him out to right. the ends of the other end. Exactly. Court. So it's gonna. I, I think a lot of it because tournament's about guard play and you know getting to the rim and and all that type of stuff. I'm I'm excited to see how Dom plays against those those guards and see if he he can pick up some blocks and you know he's got to play big. Because FSU does not have that much size from what I've seen, but guys like Pat, Dom, and Balson need to step up on the defensive end, especially in the rebounding and blocks department.
0: Yeah, and that you generally see it a lot of time in the NCAA tournament, a lot of wins come down to points in the paint. Yeah. And if you can stop points in the paint, you're generally going to win games. Right. So when you force them, the teams to spread out the floor, shoot, take bad shots, and that's what exactly happened against Louisville in that Mm -hmm. second half for Florida State earlier on or in the later half of this season when they were playing in Tallahassee Florida State got down and then they started to force Louisville into just the center of the court and to take bad shots in low shot clock situations
1: right and I mean we're being so like particular about this but there's a difference between the guard the defense of the guard Mm -hmm. of the guards and and the big men and I think FSU's strength is their guard play, and, and Trent Forrest, Vassell, MJ Walker can all D up the best player on the team. I mean, th- we we've seen it all throughout the season. Just you know that second half intensity that they bring out, and it starts with Trent. It starts with polite. It starts with MJ. It starts with Vassell guarding those guards and, and forcing turnovers and creating bad shots for them, which is which was the uh, the result of the Louisville game in that second half.
0: Yeah, and Florida State, in this game against Boston College, it was a weird one to say the least. I mean, I noticed it when I – so I was sitting in the upper deck on the north side of the stadium, on the student section side, and I looked across directly to my – directly across from me, and you know there's the banners. There's the ACC tournament uh, title from 2012 banner, and then there's the national runner-up banner from – I believe it was – what I can't remember the year exactly off the top of my head – but it's those two banners that are usually there, and they're usually side by side. Right. When I got to the stadium on Saturday, about like five, what was it like ten minutes or so before tip off, I noticed there was a third one. <laughs> there was a little bit of spacing between those two banners that I've really previously, previously mentioned, and there was a third one just raveled up a little bit and not completely all the way because you could still see a little bit of garden in the top of the FSU uh, yeah. Seminole head logo. And I noticed it for a I was like, hmm. That one hasn't been there all year. Yeah, there's something's fishy here. So, put out a tweet. Got some, got a little bit of traction. I noticed <laughs> like uh, Kurt Weiler n- uh, picked up on it once I tweeted out. No game day picked up on it once I tweeted out. Everyone started looking at it, but. I got a little bit nervous once I saw it because yeah. I know I'm generally a superstitious I'm a, person. I'm a pretty superstitious from, guy as from well. From Baseball, so yeah, you generally don't like to jinx these sort of things. And
1: there was no wood around for me to knock on, <laughs> so I
0: couldn't even like negate it. But the
1: thing is, I, I think it did the opposite of jinxing, jinxing it because FSU got a f- their their own ACC title with Louisville losing to Virginia.
0: But that didn't happen until mid right
1: little bit over midway through the game. No, I, I mean maybe they did an opposite jinx with that. I don't, I don't know. It
0: it certainly it obviously worked on their favor cuz that banner ended up breeding ACC champions right. in for 20 2020 20 season. So they got they got a little bit lucky with the way that the um, the way that the Louisville UVA game turned out in uh, Charlottesville. So FSU ended up getting a complete and their own share no yeah. co champions yeah. We're not ACC isn't the Big Ten. No. They don't do three-way co-champs. Nope. The Florida State is the undisputed regular season champion of the world. <laughs> right,
1: and and we're talking about luck and superstition. And, and FSU got pretty lucky throughout the year with with Duke losing a couple games. Mm-hmm. You know, at FSU even the, the loss to Clemson hurt their ACC chan- uh, ACC championship chances, and then the loss to Louisville gave us the gave them the full share of the ACC title. So. If, need a little luck. If Florida State has one team to thank, though, that
0: helped them get this it's ACC Virginia. title, it is the University of Virginia. Because, man, Virginia. they showed up big every single time Florida State needed every them. Every time too. they needed them. Because that game, like when, when Duke lost to Wake, they had to play Virginia right, right on Saturday or Sunday at the end of that week. So, And it's crazy that both Duke and Louisville had to play UVA at UVA. Late in the season, which is such a tough place to play at, yeah, and
1: especially with the way that UVA's defense plays, it's just even worse. I, I think we're not. I don't think we're giving enough credit to UVA because no. they they did. I mean, they didn't look great early on in the season, but I mean, since since the end of January, they've been since they lost to Louisville in February, mm-hmm. and then they won eight straight ACC games including wins against Louisville and Duke, which were huge for FSU. And, and I don't think we're, we're – I think we're taking this Virginia team a little too lightly. This isn't because, the last we've heard of them, these few games. Right, <laughs> because they're experienced, they're well-coached, and they defend well. Mm-hmm. And that, that formula equals success for them. We've seen in the past. We saw it last year. Of course, they lost some, some NBA – some guys to the NBA – but recently, man, they have looked really good. And, and,
0: I, and this is a problem for FSU because, it was, as of right now, if Joe Lenardi is corrected and he is the all-seeing eye for college basketball, Florida State, if Florida State and Virginia win their first and second round games, they will be playing each other in the right. Sweet 16. Yeah. And that is not a good thing for Florida State. No. The way that this defense for UVA plays out, and I know we're just going to keep talking about pounding this defense for them, it's real it's for right. real it's
1: something to worry about and i mean even in the two games against virginia this year they're both very close wins for fsu um oh well they lost to virginia and then um they beat virginia in the tucker center on uh, in early january by a couple points so it'll be interesting interesting to see how fsu plays against them because you know there there aren't that many defensive minded teams out there mm-hmm. like the fsu's like the virginias so so it's interesting to see how fsu's offense adjusts to that great defense of virginia
0: yeah and if well and we're speaking in ifs right now and what ifs at the moment but if florida or virginia would also have to beat michigan state to get to florida state if everyone wins out in their first couple games according to joe leonardi's bracketology but and I don't know if that's necessarily going to happen Because Michigan State is starting to catch fire right now At the right time as well So this is the tournament time This is where we get at the end of the season This is March We get these teams who have been sleeping all season Have kind of been like lackadaisical A little bit like the Michigan State, yep, Michigan who, State. Was, who was a number one team at the beginning of the year In my opinion And have just kind of fallen off a little bit But should be turning it up right about now And they are So yep. I think Michigan State's going to be a big problem Virginia is going to be a big problem, and a few other teams could be as well. So we're going to have some interesting stuff once we get to that. We don't know, obviously, who FSU will be playing for sure in the next round, but we do know, or we kind of have an idea as of right now. We're watching the Clemson-Miami game right now as we're recording this. Fuller State will be taking on either Miami or Clemson in the, in the quarterfinals for the ACC tournament on Thursday. So we kind of have a sneak preview of the... Opponents coming up right now Clemson's up right now from what we're watching They're up 39-35,
1: 10 minutes left In the second
0: half If you're Florida State right now, who would you rather play?
1: If you're Florida State right now You want to play Miami, I I think Obviously because of the loss to Clemson uh, A couple weeks ago Or about a week ago now um, You know, and and Clemson They've beaten good teams Like Louisville, like Duke Like FSU And and Miami just... aren't as good as Clemson, basically, is, is what I'm saying. Um, we uh, FSU beat Miami by 18 in, in February, and then they beat them on the road by 4. Um, I mean, it'll be interesting to see, but I'd rather not play Clemson just because of the history between FSU and and Clemson. But I, I think FSU can beat either of those teams and move on in the ACC team. ACC tournament.
0: Yeah, they should be able to take down Clemson or Miami. I um, I'm agreeing with you. I'm I would rather take Miami right now, but Clemson away from Little John Arena, right. they're not dangerous. exactly. They're,
1: that, I think that's at the end of the day, that's the deciding factor, especially Clemson not great on the road. That that home court advantage they they have a good one. They could have a little, little bit of a home court advantage. It's in Greensboro,
0: North Carolina. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know my geography as well right. to know how far Greensboro is from Clemson. But maybe some people make the drive up. Maybe yeah. some people don't. Who knows? But I don't Florida think it's St- going to be a deciding factor. No, I don't think there's going to be twelve or twenty thousand people in right. Greensboro to watch this game, for Clemson in the quarterfinal round. So Florida State shouldn't really have to worry about the crowd getting into it for this one. But
1: but they, I mean, Clemson does rely heavily on their guards. They mm-hmm. have five five of their top six scorers are guards. Uh, Amir Simmons averaging thirteen and and Tevin Mack averaging twelve, who who really weren't even big factors in that, and FSU's loss to Clemson, it was actually John Newman and Alamir Dawes who had 18 apiece, and you know Alamir Dawes had that game winner, and you know that's what it came down to, but um, with the FSU guard-heavy uh, defense, I-, I think FSU can stop them if-, if they do wind up playing them. And then Miami, you know they re- rely on the three-ball a lot, mm-hmm. their top three scorers average about 40 points a game, and they're all shooting above 30% from three. But, again, with the defense of FSU, I, I, I think they force him to take bad shots. Even though Chris Likes is a, is a stud, I, mm-hmm. I I believe. And the first time we played him, FSU almost lost. And yeah. and Likes was absolutely balling. And I think he had 24 in that first matchup against FSU. And then the other top three scorers had 19. And that that's Vizeljevic.
0: Oh, I want to shoot. I can't pronounce. I've never been able to pronounce this guy's yeah, name. Yeah, uh, I mean he's
1: he's a shooter. He he can shoot the ball. He has. I think against. it's Vasilovich. Vasilovich. I'm gonna go with that one. That right. sounds closer. He had 19 against in FSU in that close loss to FSU, and then Cameron McGusty averaging 12 and a half. Mm-hmm. and he's also shooting 30 percent, 30 plus percent from three, and he had 15 in that first matchup. So it'll be interesting to see. I, I feel like Clemson and Miami are very similar teams because of that. I mean, they're, they're all guard-heavy. They're, they're shooters. That's what basketball is yeah, I mean, really now. Yes, it's becoming more exactly. guard-heavy. So it'll be interesting to see. But I expect FSU to take care of business uh, tomorrow at 1230. Yeah, tomorrow at 1230, the early game on Thursday
0: afternoon. But Florida State, when they play Miami, it always this season it's always been high-scoring yeah. games. And I know la- the last time they played uh, in Tallahassee, it was 99-81. 90, to 90, yeah. Just something that you don't see in college basketball. You don't see 90 plus. You don't see games in generally the 80s, and then getting FSU to almost touch 100 against the Canes is just unheard of. So, it'll certainly be a wild game, regardless of who FSU plays. I either team I see FSU playing Florida State. I sh- they should win. Yeah. They should win by at least five points. They'll be they'll be motivated enough when they play Clemson. They'll be motivated enough when they play Miami right. for the rivalry sake for both teams really cuz Florida State does not generally like Clemson or Miami so
1: that'll right. kind of help for them right i mean and and we talked about it a little before the show it's it's FSU they got to take care of the ball got to mm-hmm. take care of the ball got to play good defense which they do and they got to hit their shots and i i think that's the most important part <coughs> taking care of the ball is definitely number 1 on that list um and we'll, we'll see if MJ or who who who's that hot hand because yeah. i i always feel like each game, there's a hot hand for FSU, whether it's MJ, whether it's Vassell, Trent, Pat, and, and even in that BC game, it was the two bigs. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see who takes that step forward in the ACC, uh, in the ACC tournament and in uh, the tournament in general.
0: Yeah, and we're going to keep watching this tournament and see how it goes. I know Clemson's still up 39-35 right now, nine minutes left in the second. feels like no time has passed in that game. <laughs> I felt like we talked for 10 minutes there, but... Uh, Florida State They're projected as a two seed right now on the uh, In the south bracket right now With Baylor as the one Is there a chance right now Florida State could end up as a one seed Right now the one seeds According to Joe Lenardi <coughs> Kansas in the midwest Baylor in the south Dayton in the east Gonzaga in the west Right is there a chance for us they could get a number one seed? And who would be the team
1: that they could take it away from? One, I think 100% FSU can get the one seed. I think Gonzaga and Kansas are locked in there. Mm-hmm. But Baylor and Dayton, depending on how they do in their tournaments, are, are the uh, variables that FSU can replace. And I think if FSU wins the tournament outright, the ACC tournament outright, they will be a number one seed. I think regardless of how Baylor and Dayton do, just because... The, it's the ACC. You know, you're you're playing. in Duke, Virginia, Louisville. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But I, I I do see FSU possibly getting that one seed. This is gonna
0: be and this is gonna be the tough thing for the uh, selection committee when they come down to it. Right now, Lenardi has two Big Twelve teams right. as number one seeds. Baylor's been struggling lately. Right. They've lost I think three out of their last yeah. four. They have been a little I, I bit think of a That skid. would be the team and Baylor and somebody either Kansas or Baylor is gonna have to lose the Big 12 tournament so somebody's gonna have to add another loss to their record by the end of this one by the end of this weekend so if Florida State can handle their business and Granted, it's gonna be a tough road yes. to get there because if Florida State beats either Clemson or Miami after this they game on tomorrow. Most likely play Duke yeah. or the winner of NC State versus Pitt. So Florida State kinda of got a little bit of the short end of the stick there because they have to play Duke for sure. It's gonna be Duke. I think yeah. we can all admit that. Yeah. If Florida State wins their game on Thursday, it's gonna be Duke on Friday. And then they'll either have to play Louisville or Virginia. And when you if you play a Louisville, Louisville's gonna be pissed. Right. Louisville's gonna to wanna to take your head off in that game. Virginia They'll be methodical. They'll be calm. They'll be Virginia basketball, right. a thing of beauty, to say the least. But it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough road, and I don't know if if Florida State can get that win the ACC tournament. I'd for sure give them a number one seed. Yes, but if they don't, I think if they win their first game and lose the next to Duke. I still believe they should be a number two seed. I don't think that's enough. A lose a loss to Duke right. shouldn't be enough to pull I think regardless,
1: you. if they take care of business, if FSU takes care of business against Clemson or, or uh, Miami tomorrow, and they lose to Duke, definitely still a two seed. I mean, it's it's, it's Duke. You, mm-hmm. But I think
0: Duke, if anything, this uh, if anything, if FSU loses to Duke, Duke will only be able to move up to a two seed. Right, that should be correct. If Duke, I don't think if Duke wins the ACC tournament, they get a one seed. That's highly unlikely for them to jump from a two a three seed projection
1: to a one unless the other the other ones uh, lose in the tournaments. You're going to
0: have to have Dayton lose bad yeah. or Gonzaga Well, Gonzaga already won.
1: Gonzaga's right. already yeah, locked Gonzaga in, already so in. So there's nothing Saint to worry Marys. about
0: cuz they beat Saint Mary's. So that's not a worry, but Dayton Dayton, probably not going to lose in the A10. They're pretty Obi Toppin's got them going the right direction. Obi not, Toppin's a stud. He's phenomenal. We can get into everyone in the NCAA tournament when we get to yeah. that point next week, but that Dayton team isn't going to be losing this weekend and uh, Duke should be able to just dump to a two, and Florida State should be able to hold as a two if they do end up having a, a
1: semifinal loss. Right. Yeah. And, and the road throughout the ACC tournament is going to be interesting. Um, I'm excited to see if FSU does take care of business tomorrow. To see that Duke FSU game because the game in uh, in the uh, at at Duke uh, in Cameron Indoor was a very interesting one to say the yeah. least. I th- I believe FSU played played well, but they can play a lot better. Yeah, and and and, and it's another thing we were talking about the women's the, the women's team can play to those big programs and. and against them and play them well. And I think FSU can too. You know, they play Virginia well. They play mm-hmm. Louisville well. And I know they lost to Duke and they lost to Virginia once. But both of those games and those losses, they played pretty well and respect respectable. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you're playing... They just didn't do enough right. to I get mean, over that hump. I, and I yes, know but words- that's also a way in Cameron Indoor at Virginia. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, I guess the, the home court advantage is a factor.
0: And maybe a little bit of home cooking too. Yes, <laughs> of course.
1: But I mean, in, in the Duke game, FSU, their free throws were... Yeah, not good enough. Below average just than what they've awful. done all, all all year, and I think if the, if they fix that, I think they win that game. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see, and then if FSU does beat Duke, which can can happen, I'm I'm definitely so excited to see that game if it happens. Um, FSU will play Virginia or Louisville or maybe a, someone a else, Cinderella I, team. But I don't, see, don't that. see that. It's just so top heavy. Yeah, ACC so top heavy with those four teams, and. It's going to be tough to break through, right? And that's
0: one thing because, legitimately, all four of these teams—FSU, Duke, Louisville, and Virginia—could all easily win this tournament. It's easily, it's yes. a coin flip on. It's a four-way it really coin is. flip, and who knows really how it's going to end up. It really is. But I don't know. Is that I think that's all we got for this ACC tournament coming up this weekend. Yeah. It's going to be a wild ride. Florida State should be in for a should be in for a decent run in this tournament. I'd at least expect one win out of them in the quarterfinal, yeah. maybe not in the semi, but should be a fun time fsu will have this game on thursday 12 12 30 against clemson or miami that one is all locked up at 44 if you're listening to this live which i doubt you are because i'll be posting this later tonight (laughs) but uh they'll either be playing miami or clemson and then who knows from there it's gonna be fun it's gonna be a great tournament i'm excited for march let's hope this all stays on track and there's no other contingency plans that we need to take on let's do it so yeah Everyone, I hope you have a solid week, and take care, stay healthy, and stay away from the coronavirus. Yep, that's it. Have fun. See <laughs> yep. you next time. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Talk and Chop. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at FS View Sports. Also, subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.